Okay, cool. All right, so I'm just gonna go straight into it and just asking uh, you ladies a question, if you don't mind. Just wanna ask a question that's just kind of like a recollection question where we just kind of reflect on just, um, you know, the moment uh, you accepted your queer identity and how you lived your truth and also what brought you to that moment and how did you feel and how did you prevail? Should I pick? Let me pick. I'll pick Nana first. <laughs> you can go first. So I think for me, the time I really accepted myself and decided to live my truth was actually after I came out, which was in 2010. Um, I came out to my parents. Um, and it just, ever since that moment, it was a weight lifted off my shoulders. I felt like I could finally speak and have my words mean something because I was who I was meant to be, finally. Mm. Kind of, ever since then, I've never turned back. I've, I've just gone forward. I feel great. I'm happy, you know. And so it really was around uh, 2010, the year after I graduated from high school, is when I really decided oh, wow. I was going to live my truth and, and do what I need to do. What brought you to that moment, Nikki? Like, uh, how, like what, was, what was going on for you uh, before that moment? You mean I, Nana? Or? I mean Nana, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, honestly, what led me up to finally coming out um, was just the fact that I did not like having to hide from my parents. Um, Nikki was my first relationship, and I jumped in and I felt great and after a couple months I didn't feel right I was I was I had a very close relationship with my parents I still do mm -hmm. um and so it was difficult for me to live two different lives one that they could see and one that they couldn't and so I just kind of got to the point where I needed to say something or else I felt like I would implode or just lose my mind and so I think another big part of that was that I felt confident that I had found my life partner. <laughs> and so I was just like, there's no reason for me to really be scared. Uh, this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. At what age did you feel like, you, you, did you feel confident like I found my life partner? Honestly, it was probably when I turned 18 because we started talking and dating when I was 17. But after I had come out already, maybe a couple months in, she started coming around the family, not as my best friend, but now as my girlfriend. And so it, things just started to change completely for me. And that's very, very short amount of time I knew I was going to marry this girl. Um, <laughs> I would be allowed to one day. And thankfully I was. So, yeah. I mean, you didn't at all think like, you know what, I'm young. I should see what else is out there, you know, like, you know, there's still some pretty girls out there. I have yet to, you know, fully live out my sexuality. Like, that didn't dawn on you when you made that decision of, like, this is it? Honestly, like, okay, so my group of friends, pretty much, they're either just bi girls or lesbian girls. And so... Of course, right off the bat, they're like, have fun, you know, go explore, do whatever. Like, you've known this girl your whole life practically. Like, you want to go and like, <laughs> and, but to me, it was just like, 
I feel like I found it. There's really nothing else for me to look for. So, I mean, and if there is anything I would like to try, I know her well enough to know that she is too. So. That's what, what, did, what did that do for you personally? Like, the, you know, when you finally uttered those words to your parents and, um, you know, like kind of just set free. Yeah. Like how did that, how did that uh, land for you? It's, the best way I could describe it was it really was a life-changing moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because from a ch- from my childhood all the way through high school, I was always taught a certain thing, you know. This is how you're supposed to live your life. This is what you're supposed to do. This is who you should love. And it never sat well with me. And so just leading up to that it was just I don't even know how to (laughs) no just like it was like a big weight off of your it really was like it it really was almost as if something physically was in my mouth and as soon as I said those words all of a sudden the true me could express herself Mm. I finally be like speak and know that my words um, may not mean something to someone else, but they mean something to me because I said those words as myself, not as, you know, somebody telling me what to say or teaching me how to be. Right. These are my thoughts. I challenge these and this is how I'm going to decide to live my life. Mm-hmm. So that's really, there was just no more fear holding you back anymore. No, there huh? really wasn't because mm-hmm. as soon as I let it out, it's, it was almost like a realization to me, like, from the beginning, God knew, and I believe that. Okay. okay and then I, <laughs> as soon as I felt like my parents knew me for the way I wanted them to know me, mm. it dawned on me. My God knows. My parents know. Mm-hmm. Who else do I have to care about? Like mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I'm living my <laughs> life. You know, I'm doing what I have to do. Like right. I have love of my life supporting me a hundred percent. I have all of my siblings who have been behind me um pushing me you know from the beginning even when I thought my parents wouldn't support me and so all around I've had a great support system my entire life so I'm blessed yeah I'm blessed yeah that's what's up what about you Nikki you said it so well (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I thought um I accepted myself like freshman year of high school because I was like in a secret relationship with a girl and I was like oh this is cool like I get to be myself and like date a girl and I like her and stuff but it was secret and I still felt shame because I was hiding things and I wasn't able to tell my friends and I was at a private SDA school we both went to and it was just not something we talked about and I still felt a lot of like I guess uh internal homophobia so I was like this is what I want but I don't think I'm supposed to want it and I think it's kind of wrong so it wasn't until after high school too where I was like okay we're dating this feels very long-term to me. Like I feel ready to like commit. So I'm really happy. I want everyone to know I'm happy and why should I be afraid to show that and like be myself. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell my mom <laughs> and my sister. Cause they're like the two main people that I wanted to talk to about it. And then I could really be like, okay, they know. I don't really care what everyone else thinks or says. And you were supportive and your family was really supportive too. So I was like, okay, I have a lot of good people around me. I can kind of do this and feel confident. 
that's what's up. How, how did it how did it feel for you to be able to uh, say that out loud? To accept something out loud. And it felt weird too, because I wasn't trying to ever get to that place where I was comfortable enough to say it and like to tell people. And now I'm like, no problem. Like, oh, I have a wife or, oh, I'm gay or queer. Like, I like saying it. I like telling people, I don't think it defines me, but I think it's a big part of who I am. Right. And I think it only adds to my character and everything. (laughs) (laughs) So it feels good. And it felt really good to say it. And then to have people, um, take it in and also be like, okay, I love you. Like, doesn't change anything. That's, really that's right. You said something really um, important too. You said that when you were in the ninth grade, right? And you were mm-hmm. accepting this part of yourself that you were trying to figure things out because before you were taught that like, um, that the things that you were thinking of or, or the things that you were attracted to was wrong. Uh, could you speak a little bit more to that um, that uh, journey you had to go through to unpack that? Because I feel like that's pretty uh, relevant for a lot of folks coming up. I think it's for both of us because we were both raised um, SDA and both went to SDA schools. And that's, SDA being yeah. Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah, Seventh-day yes. Adventist, sorry. For those who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So it was a big part of like um, Adam and Eve, um, you know, homosexuality is an abomination. People like really love that word. And, you know, it's a sin. If you sin, you go to hell. So it's all very daunting. And it's a lot for kids to take on, especially be like, wow, I'm seven years old and I'm going to go to hell and I don't even know what I'm doing. And this feels right to me. And I feel like God still loves me, but everyone around me is telling me it's wrong and there's something wrong with me. So I think it was just doing my own research and reading the Bible on my own and talking, you know, it was really helpful to have Nana who was also raised SDA because we went kind of through the same thing. So I could speak openly and not be afraid. She's going to be like, well, why do you believe that? Or why are you you know, struggling with it? Cause she understood too, mm-hmm. not the same struggle, obviously different for both of us, but the same type of like religious background right that kind of was difficult and again i think uh you just saying what you said about um and with god and nana saying that earlier too right that like god knew what he was doing when he made y'all made y'all that way um i think that is that really does something for me personally because it really just fills my cup because i had that same kind of uh sentiment where it was like no, I don't think I was made incorrectly. Like this is, this is who I was supposed to be. This is who I was meant to be. Yeah. So I, I, I hella feel what y'all talking about with that. Yeah. 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 He doesn't make mistakes, so. Yeah. Cool. Well, right on, y'all. Thank you so much for uh, taking that journey with us. Um, what it do, Kaipo? Welcome to Florida Cultures Podcast. I'm your host, D Boy. And I'm your host, Bex Bumble. And we got our lovely guests joining us. We got Filianga and Nikki Soe Soe Scaglioni on the, on the podcast, on this virtual telenovel with us. What's up, ladies? How y'all doing? Pretty good. How are you? We're doing great. Um, thank you so much for your time and your energy to be a part of this telenovel with us um, as we continue to uh, put out the podcast, put out content, put out these conversations 
horticultures uh, while we are all uh, dealing with what's going on in the world right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, so ladies, if you wouldn't mind just uh, giving us a little bit more information about who y'all are and um, where y'all from. All right. Um, I'm Filiana, so it's Gaglioni. Um, I was born and raised in the Bay Area. Um, I'm now married to my wife, Nicole. It's almost been a year since we've gotten married. And I am someone. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. I'm uh, Nikki, so I saw Gaglioni. Married. I'm from the Bay Area. Always been in, like, San Jose. And I'm Caucasian, uh, but if you want to break it down, Italian and Irish. <laughs> See, there's a difference there. You're not just you're not yeah. just white, white. You know, you're, like, you're Italian, you're Italian. There's a little bit of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right on. We we really appreciate y'all um, pulling up to this, and it's really quite funny. We'll get into it uh, later on as we tell our Noah, but. Nikki actually reached out to us um, to, to uh, suggest a topic of discussion for us to have, which we're going to have today, y'all. Uh, let's start a family, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as we always do. Um, oh, actually, I'm going to go ahead and pass <laughs> my partner, my bad. <laughs> let's start a family. That's my favorite title right there. <laughs> Shout out to the creator who made that. <laughs> sister, right? Like that one. Sister inspired. Yeah. Sister inspired, inspired, yes. I like that, yeah. It was, um, it was these two who came up with it. <laughs> let's start a family. Yeah, so let's just jump right into it. This is like one of my favorite parts of the, our show, our segment. Um, this is our grounding segment. And uh, basically, we ask our guests to ground us, to prepare us, you know, just to kind of prepare us for our for our chop it up section and this can be done in um, prayer and blessing and proverb and quote my favorite tupac line <laughs> or you know hit him up since y'all from the bay tupac still but mac J, some 40 whatever and a scripture um just whatever you 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 both feel that um uh, that you just want to kind of share and release to us and to our listeners, you know? Word, ground us in this combo. Donna, Nikki, feel free to bless us. Okay, so today I've actually, um, there's this quote that kind of helps Nick and I when we go through difficult times or just when we need a little uplifting. Um, author unknown, but the quote is, trust the timing of your life. Stay patient, stay calm, stay determined, stay focused, and most of all, trust your journey. Mm. Mm. Yes. How does that how does that sit with you both when you guys reflect on that? For me, it's a constant reminder that if I do my part. Uh, being staying patient, calm, determined, focused, and trusting my journey, then the timing of my life will kind of fall into place. Mm. Yeah. And what are like some of the tools that you use to 
to to come back to a place of being patient, to come back to a place of being calm, you know, in the midst of so many things that are happening in this world, um, and even living in the Bay Area, you know, it's you know sometimes it's hard to do those things. So, what are like some of the tools that you both do to each other and share with each other when those when those times get hard? Um, well, I like to take some space for myself sometimes, some quiet times. Just hey, like, yes, Lord, I heard that. <laughs> no, I do like that. Like when I just need some time to kind of like gather my thoughts before I come to her to have a discussion or anything. Um, I like a little bit of space. And is, is that because it's, it's, you process better alone? Sometimes I do. And we're, we're realizing we have sometimes different, um, like talking techniques and conversation techniques. So I am getting better at, I mean, we talk all the time and I love talking to her, but I think it comes to certain things. We, I just want to wait a little bit and then come to it. So, but I'm getting better. We're talking Definitely. more now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's an improvement actually. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. So, that's what's up. Yeah. I really love that. It's trust the process, right? And be humble. Everything happens for a reason. I love that. Any yeah. concerns or anything, I go to her and I'm like, hey, I'm freaking out or I'm having a bad day. Can you just tell me something that will make me feel better or calm me down? Because she knows like who I am at the core. So if I'm ever like getting off track or not beating myself up or even just like worrying too much or anything, she'll kind of like bring me back down and be like, okay, you've got this. Like we can do it together. You're not alone. That's always helpful. I mean, that's what's up. That's what the up. hell did y'all fight? Y'all just You're perfect. Getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hating. <laughs> does does Nana have this cute way of like calming you down, or does she have kind of like this joking, funny, humorous way of like doing it? How does what does that look like? She's cute all the time. So sometimes she'll make this. <laughs> to do like a funny face, she'll do it. Or even if I just need. Something like even if I want space or quiet time, she's so good at still being there physically, but like giving me just time to process. And she's like, "Hey, whenever you're ready, I'm here. If you want to turn over and talk or anything," and she's always good with jokes too. Just Nana, way to hold space for your wife, man. Come on, I really she's love my her. number one. <laughs> I have to make sure she's okay in order for me to be okay. Yes, uh, yes, Nana. <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all so much for grounding us with that passage. That was a great quote. And it actually leads us right into our Talanoa, where we finna chop it up with y'all and get to know y'all some more. So, so now we know that y'all are married, celebrating coming up on your one-year anniversary. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, we just want to hop right in, you know, because uh, y'all alluded to it a little bit in the recollection, but can y'all tell us about your love story? Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, I want to be cute and stuff. Really briefly. Yeah. Um, pretty much we met in around 1999. Mm -hmm. Um, she was in second grade, I was in third grade. We both <laughs> were in school. What grade were you in partner? 1999. In 1999, what grade were you oh, in? Oh, you know, I was living life already partying by then. <laughs> <laughs> I was going into uh, the ninth grade. 
Wow, nice. <laughs> and y'all over here talking about second grade and shit. Okay, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We're going to go back on mute. <laughs> yeah, so we met second, third. You were in second grade. I was in third grade. Um, we didn't really get too close until around 2005-ish when we were a little older. We actually went on a ski trip, and that's how our um, friendship really kind of solidified. Um, both of our best friends ended up hanging out with each other, so we were left alone to hang out with each other, and then it kind of just went from there. It's just we, like a friendship thing, though, right? It's just friends. Yeah, yeah, strictly friendship. We just had so much in common. We thought the same things were funny. And so... Did y'all know about cool. each other at this time? Did, did, y'all we, know, did y'all know about each other in terms of, like, um, each other's uh, potential sexuality? Like, was there any kind of assumption? Nope. Friends. Strictly just two straight friends. <laughs> Yeah, a little church school, like living our best lives, and you know, okay. so two closet queers just living their best life. Yeah. <laughs> be in the closet together. <laughs> oh yeah, and I would say we remained. We actually remained really good friends through high school as well. Um, it wasn't until after high school. Uh, my aunt had planned a boating trip. Mm. My sister had invited some friends over to go on the trip with us. And so I was strictly going to hang out with my family, but Nikki <laughs> was there. And we had a couple of drinks that night and some things were said <laughs> and we just old feelings started to come out, except now we were older. And so we we're just like, wait a minute, like, were you guys already giving each other sexual energy before those words came out, though? Okay. Yeah. Was there tension? Did y'all feel it, like? <laughs> I know well, you guys must have felt some energy. It's a little tricky. Um, I had a boyfriend at the time, so. Unbelievable. <laughs> now, that's the gag. The gag is. <laughs> that's an abomination. <laughs> right? Thank you so much. No, no, no. That's some player <laughs> shit. That's some player <laughs> shit. So I did have a boyfriend at the time, but. Prior to that, I think he was really great. It was, this was nothing on him. I was just comfortable in that relationship. And I think I knew like, okay, my attraction to girls has not gone away. I think I prefer them in fact, um, but this is comfort and I'm not out or anything. So at the camping trip, when we had some alone time, I was like, oh my gosh, I used to really like you. Like I had a huge crush on you in seventh grade. and. She was like, what? And I was like, wait, they're reciprocated? And then she was like, yeah. And we realized like, oh, wow, we were really into each other. Back in the day, we just never said anything because it was like so frowned upon. And so then I tried to make advances and she was really good. And she was like, no, you have a boyfriend. So nothing happened. And I was like, okay, you're really good. <laughs> he was my friend. Yeah. Too, so. <laughs> so then you're really, came- you're loyal. You're a good friend. Yeah, she's a really good friend. Hey, Nikki. <laughs> So this, it sounds bad, but then I came home and I was like, okay, I, what I feel for her is not going away. If anything, it just reignited my seventh grade giddiness. And I'm like, okay, I'm so into her. So I told my boyfriend, we're done. And then I told Nana, we're together. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? 
<laughs> yeah, she didn't. Hey, how, are gonna, how are you gonna just make your side piece like an instant boo? That like he's gonna be like, okay, side boo, get over here. You are now my girlfriend. No, not side boo. That wasn't side boo. <laughs> that was low key side boo. It's a real boo. Yeah. Now after after you broke up, now it's a real boo. Yeah, it was like. Probably within a day or two, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm ready. We can be together. That's some, that's some lesbiana shit right there. <laughs> yeah, because I just knew. I felt, I just, even if we weren't together, maybe it wasn't going to work out. I wanted to go 100% into it because I felt like I have these feelings. I've had them for so long. Let's just see where it goes. I really think this can work. Yeah. So it did. <laughs> and you were just looking at your little... Sexy brown coconut, brown <laughs> sugar. He was like, I, 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 this is what I want. A nice pancake, <laughs> crisp. <laughs> what, the- I mean, what, what was going on with you, Nana? What was going on with you during this this whole triangle? Okay, baby. <laughs> it was quite the roller coaster. I mean, going from never being in a relationship. Um, to all of a sudden having this, <laughs> this whole a day later surprise. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so I am gay, and <laughs> I like someone who has a boyfriend. Like, like it just kind of all happened overnight. And um, my best friend, she was really good at making sure to take care of me and my mental health at the time. Um, she came to visit me every day, made sure I had time to go walk, clear my mind. And she kept reminding me, um, you know, it's gonna be okay. You know, we'll figure things out. We'll work it out. And were you going through something? I mean, was it um, was something hitting you hard? It was just, it was just con- not confusing at first. I just felt like so much had happened in such a short <laughs> amount of time. You know? Oh uh, yes. Yeah, just in a one weekend, all of a sudden, all my feelings that I had suppressed came back. And then confirm that, yes, I am the lesbian, you know? And so it was just like a lot. And so my best friend was just trying to be there for me with that. And then it was just. It's like yeah. all the waves coming in and crashing, huh? Yes. But well worth it, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have your first kiss, like right after, you know, uh, Nikki came back and said, guess what? I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Not quite. First kiss was a little awkward. Yeah, it was a little rough because we still, like, not like our parents didn't know anything at this time. So she like came over to like watch a movie, and then it was like still kind of getting to know each other because we were knew each other like on such a deep like friend level. But then it was adding in like now that we knew this. Yeah, side, the other feelings and everything. So to, yeah, it was a slow process. Yeah. But. You guys are being good, good little church girls. Okay, that's cute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some good grown woman. <laughs> so, y'all got together. How long? How long did y'all date before um, the question was popped? And who popped the question? <laughs> well, we, <laughs> I would say eight years. It was a little over eight years, maybe, or almost eight years. Almost eight. 
because it'll be 10. Yeah, 2018, May 2018 is when I proposed. Okay. Uh, we were in Hawaii, mm -hmm. and because we usually go to Hawaii like once a year, we try to. Yeah. Um, just so happened that year we went during her birthday, and so I was just like, hey, I'm gonna do it, whatever. <laughs> so did it, and that was great. It was fun. Yeah. So that was in 2018, eight years after we got together. That's a long, that's a long time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that sounds like a little shade there, Nikki. Was you waiting? Was you waiting? <laughs> I, I think I was because I just well, was like, you almost did it yeah, I was like, okay, not, I mean, anyone can propose. I feel like, you know, if it's not the man's job. It's not anyone's job to do it. Anyone can propose to anyone, but I was just like, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. And in my mind, I was like, but I want to be proposed to. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, hold it on. But I was like, I'm going to do it if I wait any longer. <laughs> Nikki. Yeah. What's your sign? I'm a Gemini. <laughs> Everyone hates Gemini's. No, I love, they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nana? I'm a Virgo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you poco. Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, what are you, partner? You know, librarian. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> gang, gang, Taurus gang. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> nice. That's cool. So, Nana, you popped the question. How'd you do it? Um, let's see. How did we do it? We went to the beach. <laughs> yes, it was a uh, Kalama Beach. I think in Kailua. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. Beach. Um, we actually got some shave ice right before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for my photographer because her flight was a little late, and so we were trying to kill some time. Ended up going to the beach, and then as we're setting up, I'm trying to pull her away <laughs> so I can kind of set up my little. And I tried to get her phone so I could uh, Facetime her mom mm -hmm. while everything was happening, and so. Finally, I was just like, ah, oh, whatever, she's not listening because she kept trying to change because she wanted to go swimming. And I was like, wait, I'm trying to do something. And so finally, I just got down on my knee and I was just like, will you, like, I tried to pull the ring out, but I think she knew. She freaked out and she put my hand back in my pocket. Like, and I was just, <laughs> she's like, no, get it, get it, get it. And she was like, stop, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was just like, so I pushed her out and I got on my knee and then she started crying. And, and she was like, does my mom know? And I was like, ask her yourself. She's on FaceTime. And then she started crying more. <laughs> and then it's just a lot of tears, yeah. lots of pictures. But it was fun. I mean, right after, it was like a nice little drizzle. Mm -hmm. Cooled us off. But it was a good day. It was beautiful. <laughs> That's really good. That's sweet. Cute. You're so cute. <laughs> she actually proposed to me a couple months after. Yeah. Just so that I could have a proposal mm -hmm. and get to experience it. And yeah. it was yeah. Don Pedro. It was Don Pedro where we first started mm -hmm. dating. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. yeah. So do y'all both got engagement rings? <laughs> yes, we did, yes. I had a nice titanium. I, I can't stand y'all. <laughs> this is really cute. <laughs> this is so corny, but I, I love this this is the reaction that like Every time y'all talk about something, oh, I like that, gang, gang. <laughs> gang. 
That's so cute. So now, I mean, let's fast forward this wedding. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's let let's just let's just chill on the wedding for a minute, okay? Because yeah. I had not even tripped off of who you were until you hit us up. <laughs> and so I went and looked at um the photos and I was like, okay, this is a queer couple. This is this was up. And I was uh astonished because I was like, I seen y'all wedding photos. <clears throat> and uh for those of y'all that's watching, you probably have now seen uh the cover art that has gone out you see their beautiful wedding photo they're both wearing beautiful wedding dresses now my stereotypical um ignorant ass you know i'm like okay when two women get married it's usually one woman's wearing the dress and the other woman wants to wear the tuxedo or both wear tuxedo i think mm -hmm. i've seen it too rarely do we see you know two women wearing a dress and so i just thought that that was so beautiful uh, can y'all tell us about your your wedding and and what went into that thought process of both of y'all wearing your dresses and it just looked so beautiful overall. Was it in Hawaii? No, actually, it was in Morgan Hill. Okay. Oh, uh, snap. Okay. Right there. Um, was that a mansion, huh? Willow yeah. Heights Mansion. Yes, right off of Bailey, uh, uh -huh. I guess. But um, yes, beautiful venue. Um, you want to go ahead and take this? Well, I'll take a little part and then I'll go into you. Okay. Um, I always wanted to wear a dress. I just love wedding dresses. I like the whole idea of weddings and I think the dresses are just so beautiful. And you just, once you're in one, and so I always figured I'd wear a wedding dress and then when it came to Nana, I was like, whatever you want to do, you're going to look beautiful either way. I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to have your moment and whatever you want to do, I support any clothing option you choose. So then, how did yeah. you decide to wear a dress? Um, <clears throat> I had to sit with it for a little while. Um, only is because- Is something you usually wear, Nana? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Yes. So me, um, anybody would see me, you'd automatically think, okay, she's a Jewish, um, um, which is <laughs> correct. I'm not gonna go ahead and say you're Dr. wrong. The Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, yes. Which, but, um, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, and so with the dress thing, it's it was not too hard for me to decide, only because when I sat down and really asked myself what I wanted to wear, and I weighed it out, um, the reason I wanted to wear the dress is just because I feel like I would feel pretty on my wedding day. Um, it's something I've always just pictured myself whenever I pictured my wedding day and I wanted to give myself that whereas if I were to wear a suit or whatever I may be more comfortable in that moment but when I look at the pictures I, it's still gonna be different from how I had I pictured it in my head pretty much sorry Stephen. but um, when it came down to choosing, I just kept telling myself, I think this is what I want. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not what people are used to seeing me in, mm -hmm. this is what I feel comfortable doing and this is what I want to go forward doing. And so I did it and I don't regret it. I'm glad I did. I had fun and surprisingly, the dress was not as bad as I <laughs> thought it was going to be. For real, thought I was going to be carrying around like 
heavy ass like <laughs> blankets but the lady was so nice and she did it all fixed it up made it like look right on me so i was like hey i'm gonna do it whatever like i think yeah. it was cool i'm glad i did it you both you both look beautiful thank i love you stunning yeah thank you real stunning and and thank it was just so joyous Mm -hmm. the, whole, the whole occasion just the, you know from the photos that we got to see what's yeah. something that sticks out in your memory from y'all's um y'all's wedding i'm thinking um well for me yeah, you go ahead. um right off the back i think the thing that got me immediately and the most was when nikki actually started saying her vows <laughs> Um, if you know the both of us, it's like, <laughs> you would know that I'm the more sentimental mm -hmm. one. Um, I do more of the planning and all the like emotional romantic, romantic mm -hmm. things. And so when she starts spitting her vows out, <laughs> I was just like, get you. And I was like, whoa, wait, wait. all of a sudden I'm crying. I'm just like, wait a minute. And so I was a little blindsided. So by the time I started reading, I was like fumbling on my words and didn't flow as nice. And I was just like, man, you just can't <laughs> swoop on me. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was like one part where I was just like, oh, yeah. you do love me. I can see like you really tried in this one part that you usually are a little shaky on, but I, I saw it and I felt it. Yeah. <laughs> when y'all saw each other. How did that, how did that um, hit y'all? We did do a first look, which I think was a great idea because I could get all the crying out. And I was shocked. I mean, she's beautiful in anything she wears, but I think seeing your soulmate love, whatever, in a wedding dress or in their wedding attire is just so different. I don't know. It just see it like solidified, like, oh, we're doing this. Like, we're both in... I don't know, we're getting married. And so I think when I saw her, I was just overwhelmed with like love and I could, I don't know, you just look so happy. Yeah, major hard eyes, just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nana? It was the same. I mean, after that first look, it's just, I mean, it's an emotional day mm -hmm. from like start to finish. Yeah. I see people that I haven't seen in years yeah. and just, going through it with you i was just like man this is literally the setup for the rest of our lives like i'm ready for this you know yeah. i've been ready it's nice did, did any of you two have like those any friends that gave you both the talk of like are you sure you want to go through this <laughs> like you know you haven't dated anyone else you know that's your Oh, that's your first boo. Are you sure you're still young? Yeah. I feel like jokingly, but then with a the joke, there's always like some truth. So maybe they'd be like telling Nana, like, "Are you sure you want to marry Nikki?" Like, you have other options. And I was looking at her like, "Okay," <laughs> but I think it was all in good fun, and you know, just because we yeah. have been together, it'll be like ten years next month that we've been together. So it's that's been a long time, and. Yeah. So I think it's understandable. People might be like, are you sure? Well, I think the thing is too, like all of our friends, because yeah. we share the same friends. We've known each other like practically our whole lives. So mm -hmm. I think once our friends found out that we were both out together and happy, they were finally like, okay, we've known too. It's about time. Like, mm -hmm. So they were just super supportive and like, they'd make jokes about it, of course, but 
it was all <laughs> you know all in good fun yeah it was good how was it doing the traditional dance, um, Nikki? Because I seen, I think there was a picture where you were in the middle, and I it looked oh. like the traditional. Did you do the I did. <laughs> uh, that was probably. I was so happy to do it because as soon as I walked out, I could I locked eyes with Nana, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so wonderful. Like I wanted to like show my appreciation and love for the culture, and like really Im immerse myself into it for the dance, and like. I don't know. So it was amazing. Right before I walked out, I had blacked out. I had no idea what was going on. I looked at her brother, Ofisa, who was going to walk me out with her cousin. And I was like, I don't know the first move. I'm, I can't do this. Where's Aonoa? Like, I, I can't do this. I need to take a minute. And then he, and I was like, we're doing it. And I walked out there and it was like so much adrenaline. And <laughs> it was really, really fun though. I just felt so much love from like your side of the family. My side, my family was like, culture wow like they loved it and just i think it brought everyone together and then you looked so happy and i was happy it was just really i was really happy to do that that was awesome how long did it take you to learn it oh her sister taught me the dance and we practiced a couple weeks and then she'd come over and I'd be like can we run it a few more times i'm missing this part or i'm catching you know i'm forgetting like something month. probably a month it took solid yeah. and then as soon as i did it the next day i could not remember one move it like <laughs> left my memory and even now if i think about it i have little to no memory of it because i think it was just so it's okay i have but it was really good <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's what's up <laughs> And so it's going to be uh, almost a year coming up, huh? Yes. And it's a, you know, y'all are a married couple now. Y'all been together for hella long. And now you're all on this journey to start a family, huh? Yes. Let's start a family. So let's talk about it. What does, what does starting a family look like for the both of you? Go for it. Um, well, starting a family for us is we've had like fur babies and dog children, and now we want <laughs> a real baby and human a human baby. Human yes. babies, yeah. Right. Like my, my bad. Are real babies. <laughs> so a human baby, because um, a lot of our friends and like family, there seems to be the time everyone's kind of getting pregnant, having little ones, and we want so badly to have a child and just raise good human beings. So that's our next goal is to try and have a baby. And ideally we'd have more than one, but trying to get the first one right now. Did you guys have this conversation of wanting to have a child before you guys married, married or was it after you guys just, after you got married and then you decided to have this conversation? Before. It was like yeah. yeah, after we got together, I started planning our lives. So yeah. I was like, okay, how many children do you want? Because I want yeah. this many. <laughs> pretty much once we got together, we just started planning everything. Yeah. It was just like, we're going to get married, we're going to have kids. Uh -huh. That's it. <laughs> we just got to make it happen now. Yeah. So that's cute. And, and then you guys decided, like, who wants to carry? Did you guys decide that beforehand? Yeah, like what were the options that y'all came to with uh, thinking about how you will start your family? We both do want to carry. So I think for both of us, that's something we've wanted and we both want to 
try to have a child um, or at least carry. So that was something we always talked about. Um, as far as who went first, I think I just like raised my hand. I was like, I'll do it. Like, I want to do it now. So I'll go. Child, yeah. And so she's willing to go first. <laughs> so I was like, I'll do it. Yeah. And then we came to the conclusion. Okay. It's a little bit trickier because if Nana were to go first um, and picking up a donor for her, there's hundreds of white donors that are available and accessible to us. So that would have, you know, seems to be more of like an easier route in a sense, just because we, we could right now go online and order and then, you know, get started. But um, if I'm going first, we're in the process now of trying to find a donor. Someone donor, yeah. Someone specific donor. Yes. Okay. For right now. Yeah, for right now. I feel like, yeah, you say, you say what you can say. Because I know what you're saying. No, no, it's it's pretty much, we both would like to have the Samoan culture just because Mm -hmm. I was born and raised in it. It's something we want to raise our children in um, just to, be as close, um, how was my trying to say it? Like a mix of us. Yeah, like as closely mixed pieces of us yeah. as we can. However, mm-hmm. that is not the deciding factor mm-hmm. because regardless, we both would love to be mothers mm-hmm. and a mother is a mother to a yeah. child, any child, you know? And so don't get me wrong, the, the Samoan isn't, our deciding factor. It's definitely something we want to try for right. because if it's possible yeah. and we can do it, then why not? And not only that, if we can help out other couples out there who mm-hmm. have their own reasons for wanting to have someone babies or donors, mm-hmm. um, we can hopefully try to help them out, get them situated because it's pretty lonely and discouraging, um, especially when nobody really has an answer as to why there aren't a lot of donors. Right. So, yeah so yeah it's really important thank you for uh naming that and telling uh, letting us in that deeply that it's uh it's something that you definitely want but it's not the deciding factor i think that's really special and i i believe that that's when you reached out to us um sorry about that that's when you reached out to us to suggest this kind of topic um because you, you're you know in the market and then we had a conversation um because in, interestingly enough um i have i have a, a friends who um you know inquired the, the question to me of of like would i be interested in donating um so that they can you know so that they can um have a child and i was like dang i don't know yeah because i would you know like want to be a part of the yeah the baby's life or whatever just you know like see or something like just know something and my my friend was like dang that's that's the same that's the same kind of thing we're dealing with uh some more people like these guys they you know they they don't just want to do it yeah but we know there's some deadbeat motherfuckers out there too (laughs) you know so But, okay, so insemination is the way that y'all, you know, obviously, is that the only route that y'all were thinking of in terms of starting your family, or uh, were you all thinking of other 
Yeah, well, we're looking at um, IUI insemination, but then we also are definitely open to adopting, whether we carry one, each of us, or one of us, we want to adopt a child regardless. So yes. we wow. will be adopting. It's just um, a little bit of a longer process, especially with what's going on in our current state and country where the guy, it, president is trying to- 45. It, yeah, 45, thank you. I don't like saying it. So 45 is trying to make it so that adoption agencies can turn away gay and lesbian queer couples simply based on religious reasons. Uh -huh. So. We're trying to go this route because we have it within our reach, within our insurance, um, mm -hmm. and it's accessible to us right now. So, so yeah. you mentioned um, the IUI route. Can you kind of just kind of break that down for those who have never heard that before? Yeah. So, um, commonly, um, couples struggling with infertility or trying to conceive uh, artificially, they can go through IUI or IVF. Um, IVF is the more costly of the two. It could be between ten to fifteen thousand dollars per try, um, and in California, it's not covered through your insurances. Um, IVF is in vitro fertilization, so that one would be uh, egg re retrieval, and then they fertilize it, and then it's putting it back into the uterus. Um, so that one is more invasive there's also maybe medications involved it's a little bit of a longer process as well for the um, person going to carry the child mm -hmm. and then IUI is intrauterine insemination so that is where they take like a long thin catheter and then take the donor sperm insert it back into the uterus and then hopefully you get pregnant yeah, so that yeah. one is also cheaper um, depending on insurances, it could be fully covered. You might just have some co-pays and then you have to pay for the sperm, of course. Um, but without insurance, it also is about, I wrote it down, it was like 800 to 1700 per try. So definitely more cost IUI, effective yeah. with IUI. So in, in simple form, the IUI is the egg stays in the body and gets fertilized. And then the IVF is the egg comes out of the body, gets fertilized and, go, and goes back in. Nice. It will give you more than one egg. So with IVF, you definitely have a greater chance of having a success, successful pregnancy. pregnancy. Whereas IUI, I think they say is like 10 to 20%. And then, oh my face. And then IVF is like 40 to 50% of success rate. <laughs> like mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sun's coming in. Well, they, no, that's good to know. That's, uh, that's, that's, really, that's really good to know. Yeah. Um, and I think earlier, you know, we had talked a little bit about um, the difficulty with finding a Samoan specific donor. Um, and, you know, I, I gave my little anecdote about like probably why it's kind of difficult is because, you know, they, they want to be a part of the lives. But um, why do you all think that that there is also uh, that kind of uh, challenge with finding Samoan specific uh, donors. Yeah, we were looking last <clears throat> night um, at the requirements to be um, a donor, just so we had it on paper. Um, there's an age requirement, it's 19 to 38. Some places will cap off at 34. There's a height requirement, it's 5'8. Some places will do 5'7. They want you to be enrolled in college and either have a two or four year degree. You have to show proof of your transcripts and everything. Um, also, what is the other thing? That's the height. 
college, healthy, legally allowed to work in the US. Um, also with a lot of these places, it's a big commitment, not just with, um, you know, obviously you're giving your sperm and stuff, but um, time and you have to be able to go and like have labs done, pop in for um, physicals, psychological exams, and then they follow up with you while you are still a donor on the site. And I was looking at the cryobank of California, which is used a lot by California, Washington, Hawaii, as well as Canada. And on their site, they say they take probably 1% of all applicants make it through to the next phase to actually be donors. So they have a very stringent uh, process to get these donors. You have to go through rigorous tests, extensive family backgrounds. They do full medical histories. They talk about your sexual partners. Um, it's a lot that you have to commit to. And so with 1% only making it to these donors, I mean, to actually be donors, there's just, it doesn't really leave much room for anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Inequitable. Uh -huh. Wow. I mean, no one, no wonder why there's so many uh, white donors. <laughs> yeah, we went online and <laughs> currently right now there's 473 available, 296 are white, 122 are Asian. Um, there's four that are mixed ethnic, uh, 38 are Middle Eastern. I think there was like 48 Mexican, Latino, 14 black, African American. And the one that was in New Zealand, it was New Zealand. But then if you go to his, um, ancestry, which is like self, you describe it yourself, it was Caucasian, um, German and like Korean. So it's it's a lot to try and find someone very specific and <clears throat> it just seems like there's not a lot of options and some a lesbian couple had reached out on the site like three years ago and asked and said hi my wife and I were looking for a Samoan donor um, we're having a lot of difficulty is there any insight you can give us and the cryobank basically said well you know it's a very small group of people we have a very um, strict donor process because we're not getting many donations anyways they don't really make it to that point and it was just kind of a roundabout way of saying they don't have any and they don't really have a reason as to why or a good enough reason as to why there are no um Samoan or PI donors so there's a lot of there seems to be like a lot of inequities uh with who had who is eligible to donate um and I heard you say that they do an extensive um background check and they even check on things like health right what are some of the things that they look for in terms of um, healthiness of the of the donor? Uh, one of the requirements is being healthy. They didn't really go into detail as far as what that meant to them, but um, it's like a three to six month screening process after you filled out an online application where they go into more details about your family history. They want to know like um, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, all of the things that they may have and you may be prone to carrying because if you carry something um, that it could automatically disqualify you from the donor program if your offspring may be more prone or susceptible to that certain disease they kind of I guess want to weed out that mm -hmm. so that also um, puts people at a disadvantage and maybe eliminates them right before they even got further along simply based on that and that's a chance your child may or may not have it so to me I mm -hmm. feel like if people are willing to donate and they are healthy and I don't think they should disqualify them just simply based on a right. family yeah. history. Yeah. Cause I know that, uh, something that, you know, when, when folks go to the doctor or whatnot, they, they do always ask if, you know, like, 
is there a history of diabetes in your family? Is there a history of um, heart disease and other kinds of things? Uh, and those are, the, those are the two main killers in our Pacific Islander community is diabetes and heart disease. So that would just put us, that would just rule us out, period, right? Like, is it, is it on, based on the community or based on the individual's family's uh, history? I believe it's based on the individual family's history. Um, and depending on how many donors or applicants they're getting from that community, they may already have, I don't know if they have a bias or anything, already lined up saying like, okay, well, they're more susceptible or prone to this. Uh, it's hard to say. They don't really have too many answers online. But I know a straight couple goes to have a baby. They just have, you know, they get pregnant at home or at an office. But, you know, the doctors aren't being like, oh, well, do you have a history of cerebral palsy? Or are you missing like this, that, and that on your aunt's side? You just have the baby. So I feel like for people who are having trouble conceiving and wanting to have a child through like donor sperm. Be able to make that choice. It just, yeah, it seems added. Like we're having all these things like, oh, do you really want this in, in your child's life or a possibility where as heterosexual couples don't really have that option. They just have their child and, you know, they not really run the risk, but they're not going in depth with everything that these cryobanks are because they want to have a child to love the child regardless. So mm -hmm. it just seems like extra, extra stuff. A lot of uh, loops, mm -hmm. a lot of hoops to jump through, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, that, that's something that's new to me is, is this, um, that there's requirements. Mm -hmm. I thought you would just, you know, like any guy could just go and be like, oh, I want to donate. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's quick yeah. money. It's good, you know? Yeah. I thought that too. It's so easy in movies from what I've seen or on shows. They're like, yeah. oh, I, I need like 50 bucks. I'm going to go donate real quick. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. that was it. I was like, okay, cool. So like anybody can do it but it's not anybody. And I think the price is more now you get like maybe 125 per donation. And then you might get extra more if like you actually get accepted and then people purchase your vials. Mm -hmm. um, but while you're still a donor on their site or you're, you know, you have um, sperm available, they want you to still come in for testing. So it's a big commitment. Cause if you do get through that process, you need to be able to go to the labs or go to their assigned places to have tests done, to still donate so that they can test the samples. Um, they still do health checks. They'll do STD screenings. They follow up a lot with you um, just to make sure you're all staying healthy and nothing has really changed. So it's a big, big commitment time-wise. If you could, if you had the option to pick a donor, what would some of the qualifications be that you would want from that donor? Like, have you guys ever thought about it? Like, does, does he have to be like a, you would like that, that donor to be a, um, a, a grad, you know, graduated from college, you know, like what, what are some of the qualifications that you both look for when it comes to a donor? I feel like I look at other things. I want someone who's like kind, who's selfless, maybe loves their family, likes animals. I'm looking at more character traits i guess versus like things accolades that can't be taught yeah really, because all those other things that they're making requirements i'm mm -hmm. just like that really just depends on your circumstances yeah, and you your opportunities mm -hmm. you know so it's like you're really just blocking people off because of where they're located yeah. or because of how they grew up mm -hmm. rather than who they are on the inside and the type yeah. of person you know the type of change that they're making in the world mm -hmm. like that i feel like is what we should be 
yeah. making these, you know, things based off of it. It's all based on things that go to school to learn, like, yeah. you know, so why our kid could learn those things too. Mm-hmm. We can just send them to school. Like <laughs> we just want someone who, who's nice, who's kind, yeah. who understands you know, people right. are people, love is love. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just be a good human being. Yeah. You know, maybe a little taller. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that, I love that. A little bit of height, but oh, honestly, we're both like five, four. I don't height does anything. not matter. Hello. I know. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with height. <laughs> I'll just say we will take any. You know, they can grab things. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I can reach everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, goodness, this, you know, it just sounds like a, rigorous and strenuous process i'm sure uh there's this is not the only way to go about it right there's plenty of other ways um that folks could go about it but this is just the the route that y'all have been researching yeah yeah yes i do think it's different for everybody this is specific to us and what we've noticed with our insurance and our provider and based on what our doctors have told us um so this is what we're trying but i know a lot of people who do um, at-home inseminations and do things totally differently on their own and it works for them and they have these beautiful healthy babies so i really think it's whatever you and your partner are wanting to do and decide or you by yourself yeah who wants to raise a child or have a baby um there's so many ways to do it just raise them to be kind please mm-hmm. yeah right <laughs> just be we need kind. more good people in this world All right well, how does this, you know, like, how does the, um, this process impact y'all uh, mentally, spiritually, and physically? You know, this sounds like it can be very uh, challenging and weighing on y'all's um, mental health. And so I just wanted to kind of ask, like, how does, how does this process um, impact y'all? Um it's a little discouraging at times most well not most times i won't say most times we do have our moments where we kind of just get fed up and we're just like why are we even doing this you know whatever we'll just go adopt or mm-hmm. something and it's just although adoption's a great option yes. and we do want to eventually do it right um I can't help the feeling that I have inside of me that wants to have a child, you know? And so I want to try for it and um, do what we can to make it happen. Um, It's just when not all the resources are there, you know, and then you start to see why they're not there. And so it just kind of shows you just like how not messed up, but, just how things could be better for everyone. Um, little changes to benefit everybody, but it it's not something we try to, we don't really bring it up a lot in a negative light. We kind of bring it up so that we can uplift each other. Yeah. Um, we'll yeah. talk about, we'll go back to it and reference it. Like, you know what, this happened and it made us feel like this, but now we're okay. And we're going to try again, you know, like once we feel like we're both on the same page and ready to restart, Mm -hmm. um, we do that together. But up until we get to that point, 
it's whatever like like you said you need space yeah. and some time I'll give her the space and time sometimes I'm the opposite of that mm -hmm. like I need you to pretty much cuddle me and and tell me like you know it's gonna be okay and so mm -hmm. she'll do that for me and so um, a lot of the times it's just having the conversation. This is how I feel at this moment. Yeah. Um, I think this or whatever, and and I'll just be like, okay, I, I see you. I see where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from, and I'll meet you there because, honestly, I'm on that same. Mm -hmm. And we just work together. We try to, more now than ever, especially since we got married, we're realizing before whenever we'd have issues we just leave it alone whatever we don't talk about it now we're good but now that we're married we're trying to actually converse and really understand why we're feeling this way because sometimes we have the feelings but we don't know what to do with them and so we just we start to like go yeah. almost crazy on each other and so it's just something we both work on together. We just try to see where we stand and try to be very vocal about it. Um, do you have any? No, I just think it's nice that we can share our frustrations or disappointments or concerns really openly because we're in the same boat. Like we both want to be moms and parents and going to happen for both of us. That's that, you know, together. So when one of us is feeling discouraged or frustrated, like, I wish this was easier or you know why can't we just do this we just talk with each other about it we're like okay it's in timing it's not the time right now it's going to happen we will be parents it's not going to happen maybe today tomorrow but we're going to have a child and we just we hang on to that so even when it's difficult and like we're really struggling and you know wishing things could be different we're just hopeful because one day we're going to look back and be like okay we wanted this so badly and now it's here and I'm wait. I'm waiting for that day. Don't bitter yeah. be like that. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Speak yeah. that into existence. Manifest yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. Have you both um, just kind of done your own little shopping around with sperm donors just within within the Samoan community? Like, have you all just reached out to people, potential donors, or have you all even? went to like the you know island reggae festival i mean like wait, 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 there it is. <laughs> you know just go shopping around have, have y'all even stepped into tiki pizza at all <laughs> oh hell no there's a big <laughs> of donors there you know how much have y'all done on your end to just look around and even go up and talk and have this conversation like yeah has that has that been done Yes, actually. Yeah. Um, I actually have one of my brother-in-laws. He offered um, last year, yeah. I think it was. And of course, we were like, cool, like, mm -hmm. I love you. Like, you're <laughs> really like, like, I just love just that really guy, good, you know, yeah. and I was, I'm really close to him. And I was just like, hell yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. But then after a little while, I was like, wait, I think I'm too close to him. Like, <laughs> I just feel like he's gonna one day and be like, hey, where's my kid at? And I'm gonna have to beat him up or something. Like, bro, it's not cool. Yeah. And so, like, even though he's already expressed to me, he's like, he understands. And he told me, he's like, as soon as 
you know, you guys take this and make a child. It's your child. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, of course, if you ever need me down the road, I will be there no matter what. And he was like, but as long as you two are alive, like, you're the parent to that child. Like, mm-hmm. I will not step in. I will not say anything like that. And I respected that. And I mm-hmm. loved it. My issue is the rest of our family, because I know they will recognize the child <laughs> as his, you know, like him being the donor. I know they would recognize and they would just constantly, it would just, I just know how my family is and it would constantly be, he's not ours or the child isn't ours. It's like this person, you know, and you guys took the child and it's just a constant, like, you're not really- Leave the- that room to Fakakala. Yes. And so I would like to just avoid that altogether. Um, and I've definitely spoken to like my brothers and all of them are the same. They're, you know, they would want to be a part of the child. And so I'm just like, okay. It's us. I don't know. Yeah. So, and I respect that, you know, like it's your body, your choice, do what you want to do. I respect that. Like, but it's definitely a conversation I've had and we've never found someone where it's like, you know what, this could work, um, mm-hmm. you know, keeping what we need to keep private yeah. and keeping them separate from our lives, you know, so it's it's a little difficult, but it's something we did try to do and it just didn't really work out for us. Yeah. Mm. Well, look, we got a platform right here, right? That's why we're here too, you know? Yeah. We're here for the cultures, y'all. So like, if you, you know, but not if you have this opportunity, right? Like, um, would you want to say anything to to folks out there uh, about this process? Uh, who <laughs> might be interested? I don't know. You know. Yeah. How do you yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard to ask. Yeah. But, I mean, if anyone like listens and feels inspired to even just reach out and kind of find more information or see where we're at or curious or about curious, the, process, yeah, about the process how they would go about doing it how it would look on their end and our end um they can reach out and we're more than happy to talk with them or if anyone was like oh my gosh I would love to help these loving women have a baby then of course please reach out we want to talk to you um if just have questions or anything we're definitely open to people um reaching out or even if they have other resources that maybe we haven't found, or yeah. they may know someone who knows or someone. More yeah. Or more information. Because this is everything I've mentioned is stuff I've just looked up. So some of, you know, I'm not, I don't know everything. So obviously there's people who know more, and I'm open to hearing all of that. We like all Definitely. the information. Or yeah, if anyone wants to donate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not to solicit you like a, like that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know hey why not mm-hmm. yes any questions or anything about it yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's what's up yeah i mean i really i really feel for y'all i love your love story i love uh just sharing space with y'all and thank y'all so much for um sharing your, your journey with us you you wanting to start a family? Let's start a family. <laughs> I think that's so cool. And um, I also just want to say thank you for um, suggesting this type of topic because I think this is, you know, an intersection that we don't always um, have the access to 
the access to to hear you know like how folks go through this process and what that looks like yeah you know, and that folks are trying and that maybe there's folks out there that do want to help and so hopefully you know um it can help uh with some folks coming forward and also push the conversation further yeah break down sure. those barriers you know for folks yeah. to be able to donate definitely yes do you guys pray together have you guys prayed together about it oh yeah we pray together every day that's awesome yeah continue continue to do that we're gonna believe with you both and um yeah you both have such a great story I mean, we can totally feel the energy and the love that you both carry. So, I mean, it's just impossible for someone to just for real. not want to give to you both. You both <laughs> sweet souls that, you know, just genuinely just want to have children and love on that child, you know, and give that child just an amazing life. And, yeah, we just appreciate your energy, you know. just you keep, raise good human beings. Yeah. yeah. Keep what you're doing, pray together, you know, speak it out and you keep an eye out, see what's out there. And yeah, we're going to believe for y'all. Definitely going to put that into existence for y'all too. Um, before we start to wrap up, is there anything that you two would just like to say or um, uh, go over? <laughs> Well, I would like to say from the both of us, thank you to the both of you for um, allowing us to share our story and to put out um, pretty much what we're trying to get out there. Hopefully not only this helps us, but this helps other families who I know have probably been struggling or families to come, even like, you know, queer children growing up who are confused and wondering like you know why am I being taught these wrong things like there's nothing wrong with you you are who you are like you know God loves you for who you are and just be you when the time's right to be you feel it out you know you're on your own time you know don't worry about other people and I really truly just want to say thank you to both of you um I wish I had this growing up as a child um, now my child will have it in the future. <laughs> yeah. So you, know, you both put in um, to our communities and um, all of the cultures that we share. So uh, greatly appreciated. We see your work. Okay, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I see y'all. <laughs> so, but yes, thank you so much for everything you guys. You guys give us a brand new strain of hope. Yeah. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you all so much. Again, we appreciate your time and your energy and most of all, you sharing so um, vulnerably with us. Thank you for letting us in. Y'all, reach out, tap in with them. Don't be, don't be disrespectful now. <laughs> don't be disrespectful. <laughs> don't be crazy. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're rooting for y'all. We're rooting for you, Nana. We're rooting for you, Nikki. Um, hopefully, everything works out. We're going to stay updated with y'all. Uh, yes. Partner, you got anything before yeah, we we're, we're all going to have this baby together. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be community, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
yeah yeah there's yeah and that's it we're just gonna wrap it up just with that you know you both you ladies did a great job just in just you know doing this interview we know it's a it's a sensitive but topic but yet it's a breakthrough topic for the both of you because i see just you know like there's just so much liberation and the more you talk about it you know so we appreciate you both for doing this thank you so much thank you yes much love to y'all thank y'all for tapping in and we'll be back with another one y'all love peace and happiness yes bye <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs>